When Paul addresses the family, he does not envision the modern-day version of it. He addresses the main family members, wives, husbands, children, fathers, and then slaves. The family reflects the order of God's desires in the church. Each member is to be responsible to the whole family with love and respect as these are essentials to serve as the guiding principles within the family relationship. Paul and Peter both use the term submission within the family and church relationships as a description of order and support. Welcome, everyone, to Fill the Lamp. I'm Neil Parks. We exist here at Fill the Lamp to encourage and help the body of Christ to grow and mature as the day of our Lord's return is on the horizon. It is imminent. We have been going through the book of Colossians, and it's been quite a trip of understanding as to how this teaching that Paul is prescribing for the Colossian church distinctly applies to the church now in 2023. You see, the Colossian church, predominantly Gentiles, was being inundated with a sect of religious Jewish heretics, if you will, along with some angel worshipers, whereas their pastor, church planter Epaphras, ran to Paul for help because of this heresy. We are in the last chapter, chapter 4, with Paul giving directions to the slave masters as to how they are to follow God's directions to appreciate the help God has given them, the masters. Now, the apostle continues with the duty of masters to their servants, which might have been joined to the foregoing chapter as is a part of this discourse. First, justice is required of them. Look what Colossians 4.1 said. And to you masters, treat your slaves fairly and do what is right, knowing that you too have a master in heaven. Not only strict justice, but fairness and kindness. Be faithful to your promises to them, the servants, and perform your agreements, not defrauding them of their dues nor keeping back by fraud the hire of the laborers. Look what James says in James 5, verse 4. James says, Listen, you held back a just wage from the laborers who mowed your fields, and that money is crying out against you, demanding that justice be done. The cries of the people who harvest your crops and made you a prophet have fallen upon the ears of 
the supreme lord of heavenly armies. Well, a good reason for this regard is knowing that you also have a master in heaven. You who are masters of others have a master yourself and are servants of another lord. You are not lords of yourselves and are accountable to the one above you. Deal with your servants as you expect God should deal with you, and as those who believe they must give an account. Now, this last chapter 4 introduces another phase of our life as well in Christ, the outward life. Now, we found that we must build within, cultivating the virtues of the new life in Christ. But there is something more. We want our new life to be seen and felt among others, don't we? Now, in verse 2, Paul says he is telling the Colossians to, verse 2, pray, keep praying, be alert and thankful when you pray. Look how Jesus, when he's speaking in Matthew 26, 41, talks about praying. Jesus says, now maybe you're learning. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Watch and, what? Pray and take care that you are not pulled down during a time of testing. Obviously, folks, these Colossians were being tested. But I love how Paul gives the example of the need for prayer in his life as well. He says in verse 3, And while you are at it, at us. Paul, he wants, he wants the Colossians to add him and his co-helpers to your prayers. Pray that God would open doors and windows and minds and eyes and hearts for the Word, so we can go on telling the mystery of the Anointed One, Christ Jesus. For this is exactly why I am currently imprisoned. That's what the Romans arrested him for. They arrested him for preaching. Friends, this is a huge understanding about the intercession prayer for others. Now, we sometimes get caught up with our own lives and the warfare that we are involved in, but we must always keep others in mind. Paul pleads for prayer. Verse 4, Paul says, pray that I will proclaim this message clearly and fearlessly as I should. But also, there is something more. We want our new born-again life to be seen and felt among others. Verse 5, be wise when you engage with those outside the faith community. Make the most of every moment and every encounter. Now, Paul is telling these Colossians in verse, verse 6, when you speak the word, 
speak it gracefully, as if seasoned with salt, so you will know how to respond to everyone rightly. My brothers and sisters, this is the way we present Christ to the world. Remember, Christian means little Christs. Always remember that the life of Christ is not only presented by well-known Christian writers and authors, but it did not end when the Gospels were completed. Christ, you see, is living in us. His life is told today in living epistles. That's us. That's the church. We're living epistles that are known and read by all people. Now, Paul wraps up the letter to the Colossians in verses 7 through 17, and he does so by lifting up all the dedicated servants around him that have come to the penitentiary or prison where he's been, that have helped him to get the gospel of Christ out, even though he is locked up in a Roman prison. Now, concerning himself, Paul, in Colossians 4.18, Paul says, I am signing off in my own handwriting. Paul, remember to pray for me in this jail. Grace be with you. Now, he had a scribe to write all the rest of the epistle, but these last words he wrote with his own hand. Remember my chains, he says. He does not say, remember I am a prisoner and send me supply. But, he says, remember I am in chains as the apostle of the Gentiles. And let this confirm your faith in the gospel of Christ. Now this adds weight to this encouragement. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, Paul is saying, beseech you to walk worthy. Look what Ephesians 4.1 says, Grace be with you, the favor of God and all good, the blessed fruits and effects of it be with you and be your portion. My friends, Just think about it. What an example of servitude the Apostle Paul exemplified as a follower of Jesus Christ. These words from Paul to the Colossians are directed as well to us, the church, in 2023. So here is a question. I feel we must answer if we are to call ourselves Christians, are we truly bond servants to the Most High God of all creation serving Him? Or are we content with happiness on earth? Look how James, Brother James, puts it in chapter 1, verses 2 and four, through 4. He says, Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, 
whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, which leads to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Verse 4, And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. I say, let's pray. Father God, we love you, praise you, and thank you. We lift you up, Lord. We want you to have the glory for every breath that we take, every heartbeat within us. Father God, we come and we ask that the people around the world that are listening to this podcast would prepare their hearts to meet you. Be mature, be watchful, as you are coming soon, Father God. I pray that they would mature and grow, Lord. We all need that, Holy Spirit. We need your counsel. We need you with us. Lord, we just give this all up to you. As Paul was teaching the Colossians, Father God, from A to Z, Lord, continue. Continue to teach us. Show us what you want of us. And we pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Well, folks, it's been good. God bless you. And until next time, I'm Neil Parks. <laughs>